there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Paul Cooney tonight with the former Celtic and Scotland star Andy Walker and the Falkirk captain Stephen McGinn. They're both here and they're up for it. Looking forward to the weekend, Andy, after uh, it's been quite a week for you. Not least the, the big game, 3-2 Celtic on Saturday. Yeah, I didn't think Celtic were at their best and Rangers maybe missed an opportunity there. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the weekend up in Dingwall tomorrow and then Kelly Celtic on Sunday. Yep, Ross County, Aberdeen tomorrow night, live in Sky. Rangers are on three o'clock on Saturday. Saturday against St Mirren one of your old teams Stephen we'll come to that in a moment or two and also then Sunday 12, 12.30 I think your kick-off at uh, Rugby Park it's great isn't it non-stop football I love it yeah. great. I might even might even take an Edinburgh derby on Saturday right. see how that goes because obviously that's a big one with uh, Stephen Naismith his first game well if we'd said this time last week you'd say Paul no no it's uh, <laughs> Robbie Nielsen but it's right. all changed there we'll talk about that shortly Stephen good to see you you know Two weeks, two days, you'll be leading out your team, the Bairns, at Hamden against Inverness Cali Thistle. Are you beginning to think about it? Yeah, I mean, you, the official line within the club is you're not, but it's, I mean, it's hard not to, to think about it. Uh, we've got three games before that, which, uh, but yeah, the, the the BBC guys were there at training today, so it's, it's well, really hard to get away from it. You can't have everything. <laughs> no, that would be good to see them there today. It's building up some great people up at Anti Beeb there at uh, Radio. Radio. Was it the telly people there? Oh, the TV yeah. people. Oh, the TV, yeah, yeah, as well. Oh, good. So, uh, some of the headlines at five. Well, you heard it with Joe Maguire there, the Morton women's coach, one of the assistant coaches, Craig McPherson. Six match ban after aiming that headbutt at the Celtic women's coach, Fran Alonso, a couple of weeks ago. It's a headline grabber for the wrong reasons. Six six match ban. We spoke about it in the office just beforehand. We see it there on Sky. Mm. It's one of the top stories, I'm afraid, along with Sadio Mane, who's been suspended for that incident yeah. uh, the other day. But Andy, six game ban. It's a terrible uh, spotlight to have on the women's game. And in all honesty, I think it's lenient. And to get uh, six games, I do wonder if that was in the men's game, everyone would have been talking about it on a daily basis. And I think it would have been longer. Stephen, what do you feel? Six game ban, is that the right thing or do you think it's lenient? Yeah, I think it's lenient yep. as well. It's, it's almost like a player ban. Um, so I think he'll be quite happy with, with the outcome and from his point of view. Um, only a six game ban. And um, Satio, Manny, were you really surprised at that? Some of the stuff happening at the moment, you know, referees as a linesman apparently, you know, seem to have an elbow going towards Andy Robertson. Yeah. It's all getting a little bit out of hand just now. Um, well, player behaviour towards one another. I've been in dressing rooms where players have swapped punches. I've been on I've been on training grounds where, where that has happened. I don't think anything's been sort of carried on, but you always have to discipline such a, a big part of the game, especially now where the threshold for for yellows for for reds is is so low. 
and um, uh, it's interesting when you see players uh, getting involved with uh, I mean the Andy Robertson thing was was just a, a remarkable incident mm. I think it's the right thing that the um, the linesman has been suspended till they till they look into it. It was it was just an extraordinary event. It certainly was. What are you thinking tonight, Stephen? You're going to come in on that one? No, just the the worst the worst, uh, worst bit is obviously Sadio Mane punching his teammate. Yeah, whatever's happened, but yeah. you can't believe stuff like that gets out. Mm. I mean, you take that, and if it happens, I mean, it's happened in my career at times with players have get upset with each other. It's a really serious and an emotional game, but it's, the worst bit would be that 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 gets leaked out. It's, it's not great from Bayern's point of view. There's also news this afternoon, different topic, but in gambling. And we know it's an increasing issue in society. And in England, they're going to ban it on the front of jerseys from is it the end of 2025 season. I think that's when it is. So still a couple of years to go. But the SPFL have just issued a statement saying there'll be no gambling ban here in Scotland. That'll be controversial. I know the game needs money. Um, and alcohol is an issue that's been discussed. Um, obviously smoking many years ago everyone said look we can't have that and gambling money's gone there but yeah. it's uh... I, I think it is a problem because you, you've got the SFA who are more than willing to ban any player who might want to bet on I don't know Champions League last night or the World Cup final you're not allowed to do it and they'll come down heavily on any player who um, wants to gamble in, in that way at the other end of the spectrum I mean, it's it's so sad. It's devastating for some people's lives if if it's out of control, if it's a habit that uh, they can't control and they're losing uh, pretty much all of uh, their money. That is obviously uh, the other end of the, the spectrum. But, you know, we promote gambling all the time in Scotland and yet when any player is found to have had a, had a bet, they come down heavily on them. And a lot of the coverage as well, you know, is with gambling companies on television, radio as well. Stephen, it's everywhere. And because now you can do it on your uh, on your phone, it's become too easy to lose all your money all too quickly. Yeah, and, uh, and within the stadiums, obviously they're yep. dotted about the stadiums, they're advertising everywhere. And I think that they probably need to strike a balance between um, the money it brings into Scottish football and obviously what Andy says they do come down heavily in, in players so you're trying to get straight up balance I wonder what you think on it if you want to give us a call 0808 17 17 700 the news came out today from the Premier League in England the clubs have collectively agreed to withdraw gambling sponsorship from the front of the club's matchday shirts the first sports league in the UK to take such a measure voluntarily in order to reduce gambling advertising. And it doesn't come in until the end of 25-26, in fact. So still three years. Well, there'll be, yeah. there'll be some uh, deals that are in place that will have a number of years yeah. to run, but the fact that they've actually made the commitment, it, uh, it gives a, uh, all the clubs who are affected, it gives them a chance to to get their house in order. And I get it. I understand that money has to come in to try and compete. We'll love it. It's the national game here. Look at Saturday afternoon. That was just one team. What Their supporters, 60,000 there. It'll be the same at Ibrox next month. We'll have 50,000 at uh, Hamden two weeks on Sunday. It's a huge game, but we just don't have the money in the sport. It's quite a, it, it is a difficult one. I know it for the, the football clubs. What do you think? Give us a call. You can speak to Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn. Well, this time last night, we had the news that Ross Wilson looked as though he was preparing to go to Nottingham Forest. At first, we said it could be happening. By the end of the show, it did happen. Um, who's going to replace him? And I wonder if Craig Mulholland might follow him to he's the academy chief, I think, as well, isn't he? Craig, I wonder if he's on his way also down to Nottingham Forest. 
Yeah, well, the way the, the Ross Wilson story broke, it seemed to be a rumour on Twitter that just gained momentum. And I think the Craig Mulholland uh, rumours followed on like that today, kind of similar path. Um, I think Ross Ross Wilson's time at Rangers was had come to an end. I think the, the way he'd got with the fans, um, he'd been there a few years now. I think I think it's uh, the right move for both parties. Um, I've worked with him previously down at Watford, and I know what a good job he does behind the scenes. Um, Really, really impress, impressive work he did down at Watford. But up here, we only we can only judge him on um, his recruitment and the last couple of windows haven't worked. But by all account, I, I mean, I've been to Murray Park for a couple of reserve games of friendlies and there has been a massive upgrade in the training ground. The stadium looks better. Behind the scenes, by all accounts, he, he's he's driven it in, in an upwards upwards way. But we can only we, we don't know who does what within yeah. clubs we can only speculate yeah. and he has um, taken a lot of the criticism for the last two transfer windows I think Michael Beale will miss him he's spoken highly of him in recent weeks he's spoken of how close they are and how well they work together he obviously did some good things he brought in Giovanni Van Bronckhurst they got a, a, a Scottish Cup they, they did some good business uh, in terms of getting a lot of money in for the likes of Patterson and Aribo and Bassey Bassett was, um, what, nearly 20 million? It was extraordinary yeah. amount of money and that's the type of business that you have to do. Obviously, the exposure of getting to a European Cup final, that obviously helps, uh, you know, attract um, bids from uh, from clubs and he's he, he's been a really good piece of business. So, someone will need to take his job, but um, when all is said and done, it's all about results. And I watched Rangers last week and... I think they're getting too much praise for... Do you? Yeah. Well, they get beat. Right. And I don't think they ever look like winning. Um, and I thought their, their their pressing game, their closing down was good. It was a different approach to the one that you saw in the mm. League Cup final. But I didn't ever think that Rangers were going to win the game at, mm. at any stage. I agree with you. I agree with you, Andy. I watched the game back. Obviously, we had a game on Saturday and I watched the game back at night and... The narrative, you kinda, when you're going home and you're listening to radio, you're speaking to people, was that Rangers had played really well. Rangers definitely were good off the ball. They they made Celtic players that were having good seasons. And I don't know if Aaron Moy was fit, but never seen Aaron Moy give the ball away as much. They they worked really hard in stopping Callum McGregor getting on the ball. They unsettled Celtic, uh, Celtic at times. Mm-hmm. I thought for 10, 15 minutes in the second half, I thought they played well, but they never. I, I never felt that from open play. They were going to they were going to score a lot of the chances even even our goals obviously a free kick the second goal second phase from a corner that's where all their danger came from the set pieces and I I thought the team I thought the team was wrong I think Fashion Sakala is the one player on that Rangers team that can cause Celtic and in, in the way they defend a bit of problems um, you think of the winning goal in the cup semi final last year he can get across defenders he can he can score goals at nothing which he's proved at times this season and. Yeah, I just thought, I, I just didn't think Rangers played well with the ball. Yeah, Andy, were you surprised they went back to Morelos rather than just doing something a bit different with Sakala? Well, when I saw Morelos playing the week before mm-hmm. against Dundee United, I thought that was, even that was a, a, a bit of a shock because I thought whoever played then might probably uh, play against Celtic. That's the way it turned out. Um, there was so much talk of possibly Sakala uh, going through the middle, uh, trying to use um, his pace, but... Um, not Rangers were, I, I agree with what Stephen just said there, they're really good off the ball, but, you know, I can remember, I spoke to Alan McCoy at the end of the game, we were thinking, right, who played well for Rangers? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't Morelos, it wasn't Kent. No. Tillman was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought Raskin, Raskin. was okay. Mm-hmm. 
But um, Tavernier, you know the big, obviously Tavernier with the with the free kick, and obviously he's headed goal as well. So he was probably their best player, their most effective player. But you um, you look at the chance that fell to Morelos, and there's a big difference there because Kyogo would probably put that away, the one that Joe Hart made a pretty easy save uh, from. And I'm not quite sure what the point of uh, writing a letter of complaint to the yeah. SFA mm-hmm. about the the disallowed goal. I thought the goal should have stood. And I'm sure if it was at the other end, you'd have 60,000 yeah. Celtic fans thinking that that should be a goal. But you get poor decisions in games. It's certainly it's so far away from being one of the worst decisions that we've seen uh, this season. I mean, even... Chris Boyd agreed with you afterwards. I saw it when I went home, watched it, some of it again. And he said, what's the point of uh, yeah. asking for explanation and apology or whatever? Get on with it. What I'm hearing though, Andy, is for Rangers fans listening and for Celtic fans, you feel that Rangers didn't play that well and yet Celtic didn't play that well. Yeah. And does that mean for the Cup semi-final, which I know it's over two weeks away, but the countdown is on, that, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Cup semi-final? I think Rangers will make the same approach. Um you, you wonder how Celtic will do if Hatati is fit because I think that sort of chemistry that sort of understanding that he has with Callum McGregor it seems to me in the last couple of weeks having watched Celtic at Ross County I think they missed him mm-hmm. and they obviously missed his, his presence against Rangers there he's been such a, an influential player not only in the games against Rangers but just in general his, his, uh, his passing short and long uh, right foot and left foot it's been very impressive Is he going to be fit in time for Hamden? Well if he's fit I, I think you take a chance and you play him and um, you know the, the makeup of that midfield where Stephen's already mentioned it just the amount of times that Aaron Moy gave the, the ball away but on the flip side of that I thought I thought Matt O'Reilly was a lot better uh, his, Getting his, back to what he was Yeah his level of performance had maybe dropped a little in recent weeks but he certainly got back to a higher level um, at the weekend and who played well for Celtic then given that you, when you spoke with Ali afterwards about the Rangers success stories James Tavernier Raskin Cantwell yep. yeah. you said what was for Celtic then Kyogo well, obviously they've got a game changer they've got yeah. a match winner and he's done it in the last couple of games he scored two in the final he scored two there that, that took the game away you've got Jota who tends to turn up in this in this occasion and um, Callum McGregor I thought without um you know, without being at his absolute best, I still think he was influential. And then Johnson, I thought, if you take the goals away from Kyogo, probably Celtic's most effective player. His defending was exceptional. And that's, um, I mean, you you look at how important that uh, Juranovic was to Celtic. Who, who's a better player? I, I don't know. Is it is it Juranovic or, or Johnson? Johnson just now looks as though he can get better and better. And might be better. Yeah, yeah, I think it's too early to say you wouldn't want to. Well, I think he could yeah. be. He yeah. certainly got the potential, and nothing seems to phase him. He made his debut at uh, at Ibrox mm-hmm. and and showed up well there. Stephen, for you, and watched when you watched the game back, who were the successes for Celtic, and what did you think of the performance? Yeah, well, it just it's hard not to make the. I mean, the comparison we always speak about being top Celtic players, top Rangers players, it's making a difference in this fixture. It's really hard not to look at what Jota and Kyogo are doing in these games and not compare them to Kent and Morelos. When you think of the lack of goals that Morelos... I mean, Kyogo five in just this calendar year, as opposed to Morelos with three in the fixture and all his time at Rangers. Jota with another goal. When you think... I mean, there's two different occasions. One in the first half, where you think Ryan Kent's got to play a pass inside to Morelos, which I think Jota makes that pass. 
I think there's another time in the, the second half, uh, Alistair Johnson, a short back pass, and, and it's like Kent and Morelos are both passing to each other thinking, you hit it. At some point, one of them's got to make the difference in these games, and, that, and that's why I think, I mean, been toying with the idea, is it the right thing for Rangers to try and do everything they can to keep Ryan Kent? I'm starting to be in the, the boat that it might just be time for him and Alfredo Morelos to to be finished at Rangers in the summer quite a few people have been on the socials with us we are available Andy Walker mm. and Stephen McGinn at Go Football Show um, a lot of people have been saying this week Andy that they're rethinking about Ryan Kent I think they thought he would be great if they can retain him they paid 7 million they'll get nothing for yeah. him so try to give him a new contract but maybe it's time now to clear the decks well I think it's been a poor business decision but if uh, I think he's got great ability and I think it it depends on what he wants to do. Does he have offers? Is his mind already elsewhere? Uh, his numbers aren't great, but he does have a, we're all led to believe, he does have a special relationship with Michael Beale. He, he, he's known him since he was a, a young boy in the, the teams that he played there. And if you can get him back on side, I think he is someone that, that, that can help make the difference. But I'm assuming he's already got some interested yeah. parties and he, and, he, and he must know the level of interest I don't know who his agent is but uh, though, uh, the fact that he can already sign uh, a pre-contract with someone um, you wonder what his decision will be Stephen will know the agent same as yours no, <laughs> no I just I mean ability wise I, I think that's the case for keeping them ability wise how much would it cost to, to replace he's both footed I mean played against, I've played against him he's, he's super talented I mean he's uh, close control He's a good footballer, he's intelligent. But at some point, if you're the Rangers' main winger and they don't they play one striker, if you're that kind of second type striker, when you look at the numbers these Celtic wingers are getting, at some point he's got to start delivering if he's going to be at that these if he's going to make a difference to win leagues and trophies at Rangers, he's going to have to start making a real difference in this game. Yeah, he scored a couple of times at Celtic Park. He scored against Celtic at Ibrooks. Um the, 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 I, one, I, the one sorry Andy, the one he breaks through it, it kind of reminded me of the moment he scored an equaliser at Celtic Park one game where he, he cuts through like there was yeah, nobody there but he's passing it off yeah. he's, Why? He's, he's shown in the past he can actually score that yeah. but what is that is it confidence you've played against him is it confidence or does he think there's a better option there poor decision making because I agree yeah. with Stephen it was his all the way and uh, I think he has got the the talent to make a difference I, you just wonder where he's where his head's at I mean there's there's been speculation since the start of the season because he was moving in to the last 12 months and then all of a sudden you get to January he's still not committed and I know every Rangers fan will tell you well we all we all thought Connor Goldson was going to go and he ended up committing uh, for another few years to the club so that, that might happen uh, with Ryan Kent it will just depend on you know so many things how much do Rangers have to spend in the summer who are they going to spend it on but right now I think they've got a really talented player in that uh, in that last third and if he was I think if he was more focused more committed maybe I think he could be more effective The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go Go Radio Football Show heading into the weekend and we're just over 24 hours away from that football kickoff because Ross County against Aberdeen tomorrow night at 7.45. Both have had a good week, certainly Ross County, good win for them last week. And Aberdeen, what a run they're on under. Manager of the month last month, Barry Robson. Hibs against Hearts, so it's the, you'll have had your tea derby is on in Edinburgh. 
Hibs Hearts we'll speak about that in a few moments Livingston against St Johnson Motherwell Dundee United Rangers against St Mirren and then on Sunday Kilmarnock Celtic Andy Walker Stephen McGinn is with us Stephen what's your game in fact you've got a big game haven't you uh, Airdrie this yeah, weekend Airdrie yeah it's a big one for kind of uh, make sure we get that second place but just looking at the Premier League yep. fixtures now apart from the title race there's such a big couple of weeks uh, coming up as all the teams are playing for Europe for top six for relegation it's some huge games over the next week or two they certainly are in the championship huge game tomorrow night as well Queen's Park against Hamilton Aki so Aki second bottom and Queen's Park now second top Andy that was a big weekend and Dundee midweek going clear at the top three yeah, points yeah Dundee have edged ahead they're now three points in front I think they've got a decent edge on the, the goal difference as well but I was drawn to the last fixture of the season and Queen's Park got at home to Dundee yeah. you wonder if that would uh, would mean anything the last, going into the, the last game of the season a phrase you used to like tasty isn't tasty. it that one that'll be some game uh, Dundee table toppers against Morton Partick Thistle against Air United and Wraith Rovers against their broth and Partick Thistle you've both been involved with them Andy um, yep. still in the mix for the playoffs yeah I've got a real uh, soft spot for Thistle gave me an opportunity when I was a young boy went away with the youth team to, to France we won a we won a tournament we beat oui. Ajax in the final I, I do wonder who was playing for, That's right. for yeah. Ajax uh-huh. at, at that point but um, no they were uh, just it was a great time uh, to be at uh, Thistle and I'm expecting them they, they, they seem to have gathered a bit of momentum I know mm. it was controversial to get rid of Ian McCall but uh, Chris Doolan has done great Oof. things there and they seem to be flying at the moment they're certainly playing for him and they'll go into those playoffs I think with a bit of confidence Yeah the playoffs and Stephen you would hope to be involved up against them coming up from the first division hopefully who do you think is going to come first and second I in think, the championship? I, I think Looking back, I mean, for a few weeks after he left Queen's Park, after Simon Murray went mm-hmm. to Ross County, Queen's Park were still sc- scoring goals. But I think that might cost them in the long run. Um, I thought Partick well beat them on Friday night. And see if Partick can win their four games, yeah. I think they could do it. And and if Chris Doolan goes and wins this one another league, they might just build a statue outside the, the ground for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, already a club legend. And if he can get this one over the line, then statue thing. Who's going to win the title, do you think, Queen's Park? Or the, I don't know. It's obviously three games in a row they lost, did they regroup? They've got a great manager there, Owen Coyle, up against Dundee, who've been they've been up and down, haven't they? Well, just that but, mindset yeah. needs to change because if you can't make it up automatically, you've still got a chance. It's going to be difficult getting through the playoffs in in the in the championship before you even talk about taking on whether it's going to be Dundee United or Ross County or Kilmarnock. It's obviously going to be one of those three clubs going to be really difficult to, to beat them over two legs but the fact is you've got a chance and they, they do have some effective players and Stephen you delayed Dunfermline's title party the other night by winning they won as well uh, but last Saturday you were two up against the, the Pars in the Derby how many were there 6,000, 7,000? yeah I think just, yeah. just over 6,500 mm-hmm. so yeah um, probably sums up the season we uh, we, we probably did enough to, to win the game but we didn't Um we had a crazy 10 minute spell where we conceded two goals and we had a few nearly moments in the second half. Uh, I thought we should have had a penalty but I mean when you th- when you think of the other night I think that was Dunfermline's 19th clean sheet in 32. So we, mm-hmm. you respect that they've had a real strong season. 
Kyogo, we were talking about him in the first section. We're talking about who Rangers should buy over the summer. Rangers fans, what do you want to see happen now? Michael Beale had a good working relationship with Ross Wilson. Uh, they both said they knew what they wanted over the summer. So you would imagine the targets are there. What's going to happen? Who do you want to see coming to Rangers? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And for Celtic, we spoke Kyogo. Um, is he going to get to 30 goals soon? Looks like oh, yeah. it. And I see in the paper today, Stephen, you're sitting alongside somebody who got to 50 goals uh, for Celtic in fairly quick order. Uh, he beat people like Bobby Lennox, MBE. Oh, um, you can never beat Bobby. He, he's, a, he he's a champion. I know, I know. He's wonderful, isn't he? He's fantastic. Our finest guy. What, yeah. a, what a man. Kenny Dalglish, you heard of him? <laughs> you beat Kenny uh, to get to 50. Yeah. yeah, I think he went on and had a, a better career than I did, just just yeah. about. <laughs> yep. Uh, Odson Edward, yep, you really? beat him as well. Andy and oh, Brian McClure beat you by one. You beat John Hartson to 50 goals. Well, the thing yeah. is, I had a good first season and we won the league, we won the cup, we won, a, we won a double, we had a really good team, but then it started to break up and we didn't replace it with the, the same quality and in the end I played in some some poor Celtic teams when Rangers were dominant but those uh, those early days were, were great just to play alongside some of those special players You're quite modest you contributed big time to the good times but you also did contribute well, to the Duff years didn't I, you? <laughs> Exactly so I got 32 in my first season so I think Kyogo will get more than that You got 32 goals first yeah. year when you came from Motherwell I remember it big yeah, signing uh, Yeah Kyogo is uh, he, he's on fire and it looks as though he's got so much energy for every game mm -hmm. and he doesn't he doesn't need to be involved in the build up an awful lot but my goodness he knows how to find some space in and around that 18 yard box and, and he makes it count Stephen you might be up against him if you come up to the championship and then come up to the premiership in the next couple of years final. get to yeah. the final oh, oh, sorry of course what am I thinking of exactly the, the, the yeah. thing, thing about Kyogo and I think for Rio Hotati as well I think not getting to the World Cup not getting picked for the World Cup I think that's motivated them to get better yeah. I think they both went to a new level I mean Kyogo at the minute he's just relentless with goals um, so Celtic's uh, Japan's loss is Celtic's gain and what do you make of O as well I mean yeah, he's got something I, hasn't he yeah, he has. I think he's getting better. I liked him when he came on up in Dingwall against Ross County. I thought he looked sharp. Um, he, he's already when he came on against St Mirren, he looked good. Obviously, got a goal with the with the penalty. He came on against Hibs and looked sharp. I think he's got a lot to offer between now and the end of the season. And I think that's a that's a great thing for Ange Postecoglou to have. He's got he's got substitutes that are really hungry probably angry that they're not playing from the start and they want to come on and show what they're capable of and you see that with uh, Turnbull, with O, with Haksavanovic. Um I think there's a really strong bench there that uh, he turns to very often. I guess, Stephen, if a manager's got a winning team, it makes it easier. So if you're out my team, but if we're winning, it's difficult for you to be uh, too unhappy with me. Yeah, and I mean, how do you go and chap Angie's door when the, when the team wins every week? But Kyogo's playing at a level where I don't think O gets in this season. The, the sub that's probably really pressing at the minute is, I think, say, Iwata. I think yep. he's mm. performing really well at the minute and in a really competitive area of the park, I think he's given Ange something to think about. Uh, were you surprised that he maybe didn't? Some people thought he would start just given the, the lack of game time for Moy. No, no, I think I'm, I'm, I think Adam Moy, the way he's been playing over the last few months, I think he, he well worth the gamble. Um I don't think whether it wasn't fat but it definitely wasn't his day but I think there was a bit of loyalty to Matt Riley I know there's been the talk of the drop off but 
when Callum McGregor was injured early in the season I think he missed an 8-9 game stretch and Matt O'Reilly really stepped up especially in a deeper role and I think there was a wee bit of loyalty in there um, to Matt O'Reilly to say look no you're still a, a, a huge player for me and I think that was Matt O'Reilly that first goal because it's a great passing from Greg Taylor but the touch is just top draw and then the cut back he's, he's did that over his over his time at Celtic Did you hear Alistair Johnson speaking afterwards about the controversial the Morellas goal this is what you had to say I felt like I had a free header then all of a sudden I didn't because I had two hands in the back of my uh, on my back so it's one of those ones I knew that as soon as as soon as it went in the back of the net that he was going to call it and thankfully you know that's what the ref's there for he did a good job I thought today uh, it wasn't an easy one a lot of big tackles um, as you'd expect in that match uh, so I thought he did a good job and yeah no, I'm glad that glad that he made the right call there and obviously as we know Rangers came out they weren't happy with some of the decisions uh, and Michael Beale said they deserved at least a point yeah because the 15 minutes after half time we have a big chance with Alfredo good save from, from the keeper the header then gets blocked by Ryan Jack on the line and you could feel it in the stadium that we were playing well and, and we was in the ascendancy of the game and, and the mistakes were costly. I think that's clear for anyone that, that saw the game. Uh, we responded quite well, actually. He scored another goal. Congratulations to James Tavernier on, on his 100 goals. Uh, two excellent goals from him. And, and I thought, listen, we didn't deserve to, to lose the game today. If anything, the minimum we deserved was a draw. I thought it was a good performance from my boys today. Andy, any thoughts on it? I mean, we we yeah, watched I, you, we we heard what you were saying, you and Ali. Yeah, I, I just I think Celtic deserve to win. I don't think Rangers did enough to win. It's possible they they could have got a draw, but uh, when Celtic went three one up, I think they were pretty much in in control. I didn't see the amount of chances that Rangers had. I didn't see Joe Hart making saves. Um, I didn't see a lot of pressure. There was crosses coming into the box. Um, Celtic certainly weren't at their best, but I think they deserve to win. Of course, the headlines for a couple of days then was the, the online abuse of Kevin Clancy, uh, the referee, and some people put online his contact details. We know the story. Uh, good on Jim Goodwin. He's come out today to say Kevin Clancy is one of the best referees in the country, and he said he should never have to face hatred. Police Scotland, remember, are probing this, and let's hope they find the perpetrators because no matter what you think, the referees do their absolute best. It's live, it's happening. We tell them to take control. Um, Andy, I know you would also want to... Yeah, absolutely. I've, you can count me out of anyone who thinks referees are you know, favouring one team or the other. I think what we've got is um, a strong group of referees. I've got to say, just in, in all honesty, over the course of the season, I don't think VAR has helped them. Mm. I, I think we're seeing referees in the middle of the park making poor decisions in the knowledge that VAR can maybe get them out of trouble but um, no one deserves that type of of, of treatment and I, there's the truth is there is far too much hatred out there mm. and you, you need to make some sort of stance I mean we've got another game in a couple of weeks at Hamden there'll be another game maybe a week or two after that at Ibrooks and there's far too much hatred uh, out there and we we, we we have to do better. We're going backwards, Stephen, I think, aren't we? Yeah, it's not good. I mean, whether Jim Goodwin thinks he's the best or the worst yeah. referee in the country, um, that sort of stuff off the park shouldn't... Yeah. Could we, I mean, I've had referees this season give a penalty against us with the last kick of the ball and you're absolutely raging at the time, but you, you don't want any sort of impact in their, their private life. I mean, the job's the job. The only thing with, with paying for the VAR is there's the scope to maybe make them full time. Um, to get to get and improve the VAR work with it do, on do a more regular would, basis. Sorry, do you think full time referees 
what improvement would that make, Stephen? Do you think? I mean, you can't say for certain, but f- being a full-time footballer is much better, much easier than being a part-time footballer. So, I'm, being a full-time ref isn't going to do any harm. And I think, as Andy said, the VARs complicated things. Um, steps in at times, and I don't think he needs stepped into, and um, for the opposite effect. I just, uh, I don't think it's worked. I think, I think the referees obviously. They're going to and in no type those types of game when you make any decision you're going to be the villain. Yeah. But just keep it within the stadium. Yeah, I don't. I don't think full time refs. I mean, I don't think we've got enough referees of top quality. I mean, these guys are they're lawyers, they're accountants. Mm. They they wouldn't want to give up their main job. Uh, this is their second job to do um, to do games at the weekend to do European games, but. Um, we just have to, I think, when we take a step back at the end of the season, we have to look at what VAR has done for us and I don't think it's been helpful. I'm a, I think it can be uh, much better and I'm convinced that I go to as many games uh, south of the border, Paul, yeah. and I think the game is managed differently down there because I think there's a higher threshold, even for a foul. And I think supporters enjoy it. I think supporters like to see players coming together and I, I think we're just far too forensic in our examination of every of every hand that might be raised a bit too high, of every tug in a jersey that might be a bit too strong. And um, I don't think we are rev- we're I don't think we're using VAR in in the way that we should. If you want to speak to Andy Walker or Stephen again, you can call now 08 08 17 17 700 Paul Cooney with them on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Billy's been on on the socials at Go Football Show in Aberdeen Evening all Evening Billy He says this Over the past few seasons there's been constant talk about what a great talent Ryan Kent is The same phrases We know how good he is He's a special talent to paraphrase a few Is it not more accurate to describe him as a decent player who had one very good season and the occasional exceptional performance So question to Andy and Stephen who would you prefer? Would you have Ryan Kent or Jota? Stephen, if you were a football director, um, well, both clubs. In a minute, it's an easy one. You're Jota, but that's you know when he just Ryan Kent bash. No. The thing I like about Ryan Kent, Ryan Kent's always available to play. He's always, I mean, almost overused at times because Rangers recruitment they've never brought in a winger to to help him out. One good season's probably harsh over the piece. He has been a, a good signing. I mean, some of his performances, European run, over the European runs over, over his Rangers career, I think some of his best performances have been the European um, stage. But I just think in the fixture that matters in this country, the Celtic game, too many times he, he isn't the man that makes a difference. Andy? I, I think you'd be happy with either player. If you had to choose one, of course you'd choose Jota. He's the one who's getting goals. But remember... Kent does have ability. He's played at the top level in, in Europe and he's played well. He's played in the games against Celtic. He scored a couple of goals at Parkhead. He scored one at, um, at Ibrox earlier this yeah. season. He, he he is capable of more. That That's what I'm, that's the thing that frustrates you about someone with as much talent as he has. He's capable of so much more. And it'll be really interesting to see where, where his next step is. Is he going to be committed to Rangers for another one, two, three years or has he got options that he's already thinking about? Could that be the, the continent given he's played so well in Europe? Is there a sign there that maybe that's where So he many clubs will be yeah. aware of his talent? I, I expect him to go down to England of some sort. But what, to Forest? 
I De Forest. Yeah, well. <laughs> but just each CL in the season, Jota, Jota was on the bench at Ibrox in the 2 2 game because he'd had a dip. Um, the other wingers were playing at a level and Ange left him out of the team. And Jota's form has gone up again. Ryan Kent's never had that. Right, Rangers have never been able to drop Ryan Kent for another winger. And he never hides. He's always available. It's a great point that you make. What do you think? Give us a call. 08, 08 17, 17 700. Also, we've got the Edinburgh Derby coming up. And, uh, well, Robert Snodgrass won't be involved. He was sent off. But it looks as though he's leaving the club. More on that and more on the big two coming next here on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Stephen McGinn and Andy Walker available for your calls 08 08 17 17 700 quite a few calls last night still talking about the big game at the weekend but I guess minds are now going towards this weekend and what's happening well maybe not so much at the top of the table because the title is over with Celtic 12 points clear seven games to go but what about the bottom half and also the top six who's going to be up there a word for St Mirren Stephen we have to say your old club Que pasa? What's happened? It's phenomenal. Amazing. Um, what a result that was at the weekend. And I mean, the, I meet St Mung fans uh, regularly, staying around for sure. And, um, they speak to you? They've been, yeah, <laughs> been dreaming about uh, Europe all season. Yeah. I know Tony Fitzpatrick got a stick a few years ago yeah. about St Mung should be top six and uh, top six and challenging for Europe. But I think they're getting a wish this year. I think that win at the weekend and with results elsewhere, I think that'll be top six for the first time for St Mung. And yeah, what, what an amazing job Stephen Robinson's doing. We think the League Cup campaign, they didn't qualify at the group. They, they lost to Airdrie and the negativity that surrounded that and um, the, what, what, a, what a league season they're having. Andy, the job of Stephen Robinson, he was mentioned maybe for Hearts or whatever, but it looks as obviously Stephen Naismith's in. But what about St Mirren? So hard to beat and a great home record. I got it wrong. I thought they would struggle. I saw them towards the end of last season. Didn't think they were up to much. Uh, I know they've got pretty modest resources, so I had them down to finish in the in the bottom two. But they've uh, they've exceeded all expectations, and that has to be down to the manager, uh, his improvement of players there, the way they play. He's got a couple of goal scorers. Uh, they defend uh, well, and their home record. Uh, has been exceptional. That I think when you when you beat Celtic, when you draw with Rangers, when you did they beat Hearts or draw with Hearts, they were you know when Hearts were flying. So yeah. they've they've really and they've beaten all the teams around them to give them that cushion and give them a platform to get into the top six. And it's a community club, great new. Well, the stadium's now been there for over ten years, but it's got a real pitch, a proper pitch. Yeah, I mean, good on the man. Yeah, yeah. It's what we surface. need. Yeah, it's always, I mean, love playing there. Tommy the Groundsman's been there since my first spell at St Mern. Um It's always good. Yeah. Stadium's good, training ground's good. The, the attendance is brilliant this year. And, and within all this, um, they're creating assets. They lost Ethan Erehorn down to, to England mm-hmm. in the January, but Mark O'Hara's got double figures for yeah. the season. Yeah. Keanu Bacchus at the World Cup. Um, Alex Gogic came in from Hibs mm-hmm. and... Doing great at the minute. They just—it's um, just a real good place to be at the minute. It sure is. Uh, elsewhere, Rangers are reportedly looking to reignite interest in the young Barcelona starlet Pablo Torre. They missed out on him on a loan day in last year, a loan deal. Don't know if you've heard any more on that, but that's uh, the word today that he could be coming. A young player, twenty years old, Andy, could be on loan to Rangers. 
Well, it's all about what you does. It doesn't matter what club you're attached to. Normally, if you're attached to such a big club like that, you're you're pretty exceptional, exceptional at a young age. But um, it is so different to coming to an environment in Scotland where we play a hundred miles an hour. Uh, the demands on you to to win games are uh, absolutely ferocious, and um, you know it takes a it takes someone with a, a big heart to settle here and make a difference. It sure does. Yeah, um, the bat. I think I've said on. I don't. I don't like loans. Um, I think I mean, they've been linked with a few players. I think Billy Gilmore alone. Yeah. I think that Rangers uh, Rangers need in the summer recruitment of getting players in for the future, buying players and um, a, a core a core new team. I think that's what they're looking for this summer. Next caller is Jota, and the loan worked for him. Here's Carter Vickers. Let's both, go. Have a good both options to buy. Yeah, indeed. So you're okay with that? Yeah, I'm yeah, okay with that. that. I think uh, just uh, see the pa- the Paddy Roberts one with Celtic yeah. few minutes. Like, well, he won't he stay? Yeah. I, I just I, this option to buy that's come with loans now. I can get my head around that, but just from being in a dressing room, I never liked it when in January the January window, the last day of the window, you get three loans in. It also shows you how difficult it is for the young lads who are already at the club and are desperate for some sort of game time, and you see these young. Uh, young stars from from big clubs getting an opportunity before you and you I, I, I've said it before Paul I think you need to be really exceptional at a young age to get a chance at uh, Celtic Rangers now he came on a loan with an option to buy which Stephen McGinn absolutely you're right Stephen it makes such a difference uh, here's Jota speaking about the game and his goal well definitely a big win for us always a tough game to play but these are this is the beauty of football we go and we go strong and we never stop today we didn't stop and we got the win well it's it's always amazing to score in this amazing stadium for for our fans but I think that wouldn't be possible without the help of everyone and the philosophy that we put into our game. So just, just glad to be part of our group and to, to develop and be a better man. Yeah. So many options, haven't they, Andy? Celtic attacking-wise. And Jota, Stephen mentioned, you know, he's been dropped at some times, but at the moment, how good is he? Well, he's one of the guys that makes a difference in that you look at the Celtic team and there's just so many of them. Obviously, Kyogo is the one that you go to immediately because of uh, just the, the heavy weight of goals that he's got and he's going to get a lot more. And as we mentioned earlier, the guys that are desperate for just a, a little shot coming off the bench, Haksabanovic, uh, the South Korean O, they want to come on and they want to score goals, they want to make a difference, they want more game time and the, the level of competition there is really strong. Jimmy, a Celtic fan's been on the socials at Go Football Show and he's saying, Stephen, are we going to see more of Haksabanovic? Desperate to see him. And he understands it's it's hard to get in this team, but do you think now that Celtic are 12 points clear, he will mix it up a little bit? Yeah, I would expect um, to see more of Haksabanovic. I think he's probably unlucky in the way that they have Jota is back at his level. I think uh, Dyson Maida... Um, I know James Tavernier scored two goals but Dyson Meiser does a great job it's, it's a great battle they have on the, on the other side of the pitch so I think at Hamden it'll be Jota and Dyson Maida again in the Celtic lineup. but yeah you'd like to see more of Haksabanovic I think he's um, early in the season he had that spell where he just kind of broke into the team and it's an injury it's, it seems to not have quite hit off for him but you can definitely tell his talent there scored a couple of good goals as well Andy yeah, he missed yeah. a great chance up at Dingwall. Mm. He created a yard of space for himself, edge of the box, and skied it out, out the stadium actually. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I agree with Stephen. He's got he's got so much ability. He can chop back on his left foot. He's got the ability to score goals, and he 
he does make an impact when he comes on as a sub so often he get, he gets goals or, or sets one up you were doing the commentary with Ali McCoyst and Ian Crocker on Sky yep. what was going through Burnaby's head did you get did you speak to oh him afterwards that, that was dramatic late in the game Both what a chance I, I, I mean <laughs> I was so shocked because I you saw him score up at Dingwall yeah. and he struck it so well with his left foot he was in an even better position and when he squared it I immediately looked at Ali and he had this well, just he was he was uh, as exasperated as every Celtic supporter I think yeah. just pull the trigger <laughs> have a shot at goal you're in a great position really, Alan McCoy wasn't really as exasperated well, uh, no but it was strange glad. wasn't it he got himself in a great position Stephen as if he laid it off for um, was nobody there yeah and you're watching it two and three times and you're thinking it's not as if someone's been up and maybe halted yeah. the run yeah. there was never anyone up in support with him so yeah I'm sure he him personally will be regretting why he didn't just pull the trigger how was it on the day for you, Andy, going in with Ali and all the rest? It was just all Celtic fans, but people like to know behind the scenes and Crocs and all that. You were all in, in good we were, form. We were both in agreement that we're, we're still uh, a bit sad that it's come to this, that mm. you don't get any sizable away support. We, I mean, I think we've, I think both clubs have backed themselves into a corner. Yeah. You, you do wonder who's going to take the lead here and well, come Mark out. Weedy our esteemed yep. colleague who'll be here tomorrow he said on Monday he could see it now being no fans this might be the way for the foreseeable future I think it's really sad uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again the best fixture I ever played in Glasgow born and bred the best fixture I ever went to with various family members my dad and it's in your it's in your very psyche to, to want to beat Rangers and you want to do that with a, a sizable away support um, or you know whether whether you're playing home and away, you just want that uh, just that extra vibe, that extra edge. It's we're trying to sell it as this great rivalry, yeah. and yet both clubs are trying to water it down and diminish it. I don't understand it, Stephen. Yeah, but, I mean, back up, I was never good enough to play in the fixture, but as Andy said, Glasgow boy as well. I agree, it's the best game I've ever been to. I, my time in England, I went to loads of derbies, eh, loads of well-renowned ones in England. Spoke about about this atmosphere, and you compare them to the the, the home and away crowds at Celtic Park and at Ibrox, and it, the the games just blow them away. Um, and it's and it and it isn't the same. I'm sure as a home fan at those games, the atmosphere is good, and it probably is quite nice with the other team score. You don't see the other team celebrate, but it's taken a huge bit away from what what should be a kind of best game in the world. And did you think you might be there as the brother of a Celtic player? I mean, everyone else thought that you were going when John went from Hibs, but obviously uh, I mean, went to Villa. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, both John and Celtic have done okay about it. He doesn't, uh, <laughs> sure. he doesn't like us talking about it, but both have done okay. Trying to get a headline there, Andy, yeah, but he's yeah. not offering it, is he? Still having it, no, he's but, not. Uh, I don't think he's got any regrets. He's doing Indeed. so well. Yeah. Uh, down south and for Scotland of course which is uh, another big thing for sure and can I ask you Andy uh, Sky was there any kind of feedback about it or does, do people say I know that the guy's working on it you were all saying it's just not quite the same anything from the bosses no, uh, no. I'm I, I, <laughs> I'm not yeah. in that uh, in that chat but yeah. I think when you look at it overall you just want Scottish football to be sold in the in the best possible light and I think with a, a sizable away support, I think that's that's what you've got. But uh, neither club seem to want to make any move on it, and it's it's hugely disappointing. Hugely disappointing for Rangers at the weekend, but for James Tavernier, two goals, and the second one was his 100th for the club. It's obviously, I'd say, reaching 100. Um, firstly, it's obviously it's hard to take because we've, we've came away 
you know, just been speaking in there, you know, and Bappi scored a hat trick in the in the final and, and lost, and so we, you know, it's to the, we we wanted obviously the three points, so it's a, it's irrelevant, but we just got to go again. It's a hard one to answer, Stephen, isn't it? You know, you've just lost, you've captained Rangers. That's the title definitely gone, but I thought he handled it well. And what a, what a player he's been. Yeah, actually, um, I couldn't believe he'd missed a chance at the back yeah. post. I thought for a hat trick yeah. in the fixture from a for right back, I thought obviously Greg Taylor makes it hard for him, but you've seen him score that one before at the back post. And I actually thought it was a great chance. Um, I mean, the free kick, the free kick's unstoppable. Maybe it goes in off the bar. Um, I think when the free kick gets given away, um, you're sensing that he could do that. Um, but yeah, great numbers from a fullback. Kenny Miller, sitting in your seat on Tuesday night, said he thought that free kick at the end, which Barisic took, they were both over it. He thought it was going to be. I, I, I mean, the, the stuff you miss, obviously, and you watch it back, and I can't believe he doesn't take it. Honestly, I can't believe. We thought he was going to take it as well. Me and Crocs and Ali, we all thought he'll take it because he's got two. He's on a high. Mm. He strikes it so well. He's got the. I don't know, he had the range in, yep. but uh, yeah, yep. it didn't happen. The Barisic ball, is it still on the way? Is it still, has yeah. it landed yet? Because exactly, yeah. the Rangers fans watching in television and listening to the great yeah. coverage with uh, Barry <laughs> Ferguson and John Harson here in Go Radio, uh, would be thinking, what a chance for Rangers I mean, right he, at the end. He, even if you're yeah. one of the teammates, he's really yeah. saying, right, you take it, you're on a hat trick, you, you're a best free kick taker. I, I think the line up of the wall, there was a bit of goal for James Tavernier to hit. Um, turned out obviously it'd be a disappointing free kick it's different if Barisic scores but I just think the they, must, they must have that understanding I mean it was set up for a left footed player yeah. being on the right side just outside the, of the, 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 the goal line uh, in line with the post rather um, they must have they must have that uh, arrangement mm. what, what was the game we saw recently where they did the rock paper scissors with the oh yeah to take a free kick yeah. we, we covered but, a game but see if you scored two goals, Andy. Yeah, it must give I you totally an extra. It. But it must give you I an totally extra edge it. to see you number. Aye, absolutely. Go for number Just three. Overrule. I mean, you are the captain. You can do what you want. We're going to hear from James McFadden in the next hour. He's in every other media really? outlet. I'm delighted. Heard him. He's I'm heard for Faddy for at least yeah. a couple of hours. In the next hour, he's going to be speaking about Hamden as a possible venue for the Euros 2028. Taking more of your calls too. 0808 17 17 700. Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Hour two with Andy Walker and Steve McGinn. This time tomorrow night we'll be with Barry Ferguson and also Mark Guidi. 0808 17 17 700 if you want to speak to Andy or Stephen or you can join the conversation at Golf Football Show. Uh, everywhere, the news today, Ross Wilson, we told you last night at five, yep, he has joined Nottingham Forest, a three-year deal replacing Filippo Giraldi, uh, who left as sporting director yesterday. It's not too often the sporting director is the main story, but it is at Rangers. And I think, Andy, also because it's such a huge spring, summer for Rangers, because the gap with Celtic is 
well, how big is it at the moment? The gap is sizable and Rangers need to do an awful lot. You only see Celtic, even if they lost one of their players, it looks as though they, they, they've got a, you know, they've got a good idea on who to replace anyone. They've got backup pretty much all over the pitch. They've got money to strengthen in the summer. And uh, when you look at Ange Postecoglou and his record in the transfer market, I think that's the one thing that if you were a Rangers supporter, you would you would hang on to that. Things can change very quickly. If you get four or five players in and every single one is a big success, then obviously things can change. Um, but that's a, that's a tall order when you're in that, uh, you know, limited spending market. And that never really happens, apart from 2021-22, when a guy called Ange Postacoglu came go. into Celtic. Can, can you ever remember such a no. turnover of players, no, not a necessity all. to bring in what you needed a new team? Not at all. Yeah. And you you talk about the January window not being the lesser of the two, but he made it so important because the players that came in uh, made the difference immediately in that game against Rangers where they won, where they won three 0 and Hatati was a star man. Stephen, it's going to be some summer for Rangers. A striker, is that the number one thing to get an out-and-out striker who will do what Morelis used to do? Uh, more than that, I think goalkeeper. Sure. I think right. um, I know that they've got Davies and Goldson um, as a centre-half. Obviously, Tavernier, I'm not sure what will happen with Barisic. Came into last year's contract. They're obviously, no one that to run down. You, you get through the team. You think Yomas will make it? You know, will he will he justify the three four million? There's no, I mean, there's nothing we've seen so far that suggests that he's going to be the starting left back for Rangers next year. I think Barisic, other than a few blips, um, obviously that four 0 game at Celtic Park's had a reasonably good season. I think he's had a better season than he did last year. But will Rangers want to let him a Croatian international run his contract down the last year? So big decisions. I think big decisions all over the park. Um, Centre midfield, obviously they've got Raskin, but what do they do with Ryan Jack? He's obviously got the starting jersey at the minute. Um, Scott Arfield, Ryan Kent, obviously might need a new contract replaced. Morelis, obviously. I mean, as I say, there's so much to do. And that's why, obviously, Ross Wilson leaving and the timing. Rangers, whether it's Michael Beale or someone coming in, they're going to want to get that sorted as soon as possible. Could someone like Kamara, they'd get some money for him? He could he be off to Nottingham Forest that's maybe too easy to say because the football director has just gone but could you see Glenn Kamara yeah I expect Glenn Kamara to yeah. leave in the summer and yeah he's I mean Glenn Kamara he's had a massive drop off but I think the 18 months round about Rangers winning the league he, he was an outstanding for him um, obviously a fin- Finnish internationalist and still still huge ability I mean someone will sign him uh, for money in the summer but yeah it's just probably that drop off a bit with Kamara but there's there's so much work to do in there at Rangers I think what you need uh, what Michael Beale needs rather is that uh, you need to do what Giovanni Van Bronckers did you need to win a trophy so that makes the game at Hamden in a couple of weeks it makes it uh, season defining uh, for Rangers if they lose that they've, they've got nothing other than a, a, a run of good form where they've taken care of pretty much everyone else in the league and uh, they've they've fallen short on the big occasion, and that's where the the criticism has come for uh, for Ross Wilson. And you know you need to replace Ross Wilson. You need mm-hmm. someone to to do all that uh, work behind the scenes in identifying players, making sure that the manager is on board, that you're signing the right type of player. Uh, he can't do it all on his own, uh, Michael Beale. So 
you obviously talk about replacements on the field of play, but you need someone to replace Ross Wilson as well. You would imagine they have some succession planning there because they've allowed Ross Wilson to go immediately. Yeah, but I think I think we speak about Ange Postacoglu. Celtic, um, the all the chat um, before Ange Postacoglu was who was going to come in as a director of football. Yeah, they've just shelved that. They, they haven't got one because Ange's recruitment's been so good. So if Michael Beale has players up his sleeve, then there might not be an immediate need to replace Ross Wilson. Um, but there's big, big uh, pressure on whoever deals with the recruitment at Rangers this summer to get it right. On the international front, Scotland's women did well. They beat Australia at the weekend, as you know, in London, and then they beat Costa Rica the other night. And of course, uh, they're both going to the tournament, and we are not, Stephen. So that was a, that was a good sign for Scotland. And let's hope better things ahead for the women. Yeah, and I think in um, obviously Australia going to beat England. Yeah, I think it just shows yep. what a big result that was as well. That was the first defeat, wasn't it, under the manager there in all those games? And of course they are they are champions. Well, at Hamden today there was uh, James McFadden, whom you both know really well. I take it you know him as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah you will do. Uh, Andy, you're with him quite often yep. uh, on Sky. So James McFadden was there along with Rachel Corsi talking um, about a number of things, including the bid for Euros 2028. It's the UK along with Ireland. So the grounds and well, the new one in Belfast. Uh, there was one in um, Liverpool. I didn't know what it was, but it's the new one being built by Everton. Um, and Hamden is going to be one of the grounds. James McFadden was talking about how good this would be if it happened. I think it's brilliant. I think that, you know, we had the, the Euros obviously a couple of years ago. The, the sad part of that was out with the, the performance and results. It was in front of 10,000 people. It was in a time where it wasn't, you know, it wasn't able to be as big a spectacle as it could have been. So to be part of this bid, to have games potentially at Hamden, I think is massive for everyone, not just for, you know, for kids of course looking up to it, local businesses, everyone, the infrastructure, the, the whole the whole city and the country. I think it's it's brilliant and hopefully we get it and hopefully we can show showcase a full Hamden and showcase that brilliant atmosphere. And Stephen, hopefully you'll be there watching your brother and others playing for Scotland 2028. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully John's still uh, getting picked at that age. But I, I'm probably, I mean, love it to happen. Love to see the games at Hamden. Probably a wee bit greedy in terms of we're never going to be able to host a tournament on our own. But if we're part of this, I'd like to be more of a part of this. I mean, we've got some yeah. unbelievable stadiums. Celtic Park and Ibrook's not getting used. I mean, you'd like more games up here, uh, not just Hamden. So little bit greedy I'd, I'd like more of our grounds to be used sure I think the SFA will only ever promote Hamden and in all honesty I mean I was at the Spain game as, as Stephen was it was a tremendous atmosphere but I've spoken to so many people who have been in let's say the first eight rows from, from the bottom uh, behind either goal it's a dreadful place to watch football you can't see the, the other end of the pitch so Hamden needs an upgrade was to it make too low? it it's too low. You can't see the other end of the pitch, and it's it's so far away. Yeah. And you've got all the stewards in front of you as well, yeah. which is just part of that deal. Hamden needs an upgrade uh, to be better, and uh, let's hope we get it. Ian Maxwell, the SFA chief executive, has vowed that if we get the tournament, there'll be an upgrade of Hamden. And I saw the figure of 17 million. Well, now, it has to be for the supporters in general. It can't yeah. be for the fat cats. That's they, they've got, you know, enough to begin on with. I think for your your general punter who pays an inflated price for international football, 
for semi-finals, for finals. I don't know what the cost is of your your semi-final game, uh, Stephen, but uh, prices are... I think the prices are too high. Yeah, I think the, the minimum ticket's £38. Obviously, both games need to be the same, but as much as I know the money doesn't just come from nowhere, the money we'll get from hosting the, the tournament would be put into Hampton to upgrade it, but um, I think... We Hamden needs upgraded, not just for getting a t- uh, tournament to upgrade yeah. it. It needs upgraded. It's been the exact same for. I mean, it was a great stadium when it first opened. Mm-hmm. Maybe a wee bit far from the pitch. Well, but that's over a century ago. It has, How it do you hasn't know? Changed. <laughs> it's a difficult yeah. sell, Paul, because you know everyone's wanting money, yeah. and uh, you know when you talk about the problems yeah. that we have in the NHS and yep. just uh, to to prioritise uh, money for for the benefit mm-hmm. of everyone. And you're wanting all this money spent on a football stadium. I totally get it, but uh, if it, if uh, if there is a way of improving Hamden, then we need to try and take it. I, I was at the Spain game. I thought the atmosphere was, was absolutely yeah. tremendous, but Hamden can be better. I said that at the start of the show last night with Peter Grant, your old teammate, and yep. he came straight back and he disagreed. He said, "No, instead of spending the money in Hamden, let's get training facilities." for the team and for young people a great facility here in the West I know so much was said about how good Lesser Hamden is Queen's Park's new home uh, for Scotland Orium came under criticism it's for multi-sports it's through in Edinburgh but you know Peter had his own view on it and it's actually one that's not without merit Yeah and we've been speaking about it for decades just to improve the uh, facilities that we have We're, we're not a country that is bathed in sunshine very often and the indoor facilities that you see all over Europe would put us to shame, but that has been a that's been an ongoing issue for so long. Yeah, I've read one of the headlines on the the telly, and you hear it on the news here on Go as well, is that there's a six game ban for Craig McPherson, one of the assistant coaches at uh, Rangers women's team, who on the game against Celtic a few weeks ago at the end, when the Celtic coach was there congratulating Celtic and Rangers players, uh, Fran Alonso came up behind him, and um, there was the alleged headbutt, or certainly. That movement, police were looking at it. The SFA have looked at it. Six-game ban for Craig McPherson. And I think the feeling of Andy and Stephen and most people on the socials is um, he's actually, it's lenient. It's quite lenient. And those who know him say it was out of character. Of course it is. But when you see it there, Andy, on Sky, that's going worldwide and you go, oh, no, here we are. And it was promoted as, you know, family-friendly, come along to the old firm game. I I thought one of the best images of the night was the the pre-match shots that you saw of the young Celtic fan and the the young Rangers fan sitting together. May well even have been the, the same family, but you could sit side by side in the same stand and... um. I mean, that's, I'm not looking at some sort of utopia where you'll get that at Celtic or Rangers in, in, the, in, the, in the future, but that was a good image that, uh, that we could sell and it was the first live league game for the women on Sky and the only thing you're talking about is the incident after yeah. the game. So, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think it's been a lenient one. Yep, it certainly is. It's such a pity. And you often say when people say, oh, this the football clubs, Rangers, or Celtic should do something, you say, well, tell your directors that. You know, write to the club because they should reconsider. I'm, I'm moving away from the thing with Craig McPherson now. When you think about it in 2023, and I heard things in different news outlets, uh, for security reasons, there's only uh, Celtic fans at Celtic Park. And they'll say the same at Ibrox. For security reasons, there's only Rangers fans. Think about what we're saying. 
can't be. Yeah, we're supposed. We we got to try and sell ourselves yeah. as a civilized society, and I know it's difficult on an old uh, firm game uh, yeah. day, yeah. and I know that we have an ugly part of it, but it can't be more difficult having seven or eight hundred people rather than seven and a half thousand. I I don't understand that. Some of the other headlines today, Stephen Nesmith says Hearts have a clear plan to beat Hibs at the weekend. It's the biggest game of the weekend. We're obviously here in the West, but uh, um, Celtic playing Sunday, Rangers playing Saturday uh, against St Mirren, but Hibs against Hearts. Andy, one of your old teams, you too, Stephen, You're looking forward to this game. And how do you think Stephen Nesmith will do? What can he do that like, Robbie Nielsen wasn't doing? Yeah, I think first and foremost, I think it would be... Um... He was really hard done by Robbie Nielsen. I thought he did a lot of good things there. And I think managing to get them into guaranteed European football, which obviously raised so much money. Five to six million. Yeah, and now the prospect is that they might not get that because they're a couple of points behind Aberdeen. Uh, but when you see him walking onto the pitch last week, I had a friend who's a heart supporter and... You know, he shook hands with the referee, with the linesman, and then he applauded the crowd. And he was so roundly booed that obviously there's there's a connection gone there. And apparently they still hold a grudge that he let Hibs come back from two goals down when Hibs won the uh, the cup all really? those years ago. They still they still harbour some sort of grudge against Robbie for that. It's the harsh one. I mean, come on, get over it. Edinburgh it is incredible yeah I don't think he deserved that did he Stephen or what did you feel about it well like like anything if if the players are still on board with you if you've got a previous record I mean the, the, the aim for Hearts this season is to finish third he, he's did that before my, my thoughts are if the players are still with him and they've not got anyone lined up why not just stick with them but also probably respect the fact that Hearts fans are pretty unanimous in thinking it was the right thing so they see a lot more of Hearts they're a lot more invested in Hearts than, than us and they feel like it was the right decision so um, yeah oh, I mean a, sometimes you have point. to yeah yeah he's good see that's a good argument there Andy he's good you know, here and he's good on the pitch as well well we'll find out won't we a couple of weeks time of course he is but looking forward to, to the match looking forward to coming along to the game um, and Andy with Hibs right with your old club Lee Johnson I yeah. hate saying about managers but is he under pressure as well? Yeah, I think he yeah. is. And I had the, the pleasure and the privilege of playing in an Edinburgh derby as well at uh, Tynecastle. Thought we were going to get pumped. We mm -hmm. were we were 2-0 down after about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, Stevie Fulton had scored a couple of goals, but uh, we managed to get a draw and it was a fantastic occasion. So um, uh, I think Hibs definitely need to, to try and make home advantage count. They've really struggled in this fixture. When you lose the... They lost back to back uh, three 0 and you know that turns. You know Stephen's talking about the the players being with you. Um, I think if they lose this one, the, the supporters will turn against Lee Johnson. That's why it's such a big one for him. Your old club as well. You were there for a time during COVID. What do you feel at Hibs? It's been I mean a, a strange season. Uh, they're there or thereabouts for the top six, but. Um, even at Sunderland at Bristol City and at Hibs he's been quite streaky Lee Johnson he seems to go on winning runs he seems to go on losing runs I thought last Sunday's result at Tannadice was a real bad one yeah. um, they, they they weren't at their best but they looked as if they did enough to at least get a point and probably looked like the ones that were going to win it um, and they, they gave a penalty away I know you can't do anything about um, defenders 
like Fish makes a rash decision, gives a penalty away last minute, but yeah. a real poor result that one. And Robert Snodgrass looks as though he's played his last game for Hearts. I think in time we'll find out what the reason is there, but clearly, well, it sounds as though he's not that happy. I think it's a on. strange one. I think he's still got ability. He's lost a bit of uh, you know the burst of pace yeah. or you know the, the sharpness, but. As someone who can pass a ball, there are few better in the in the top flight. So that's been a bit of a surprise. You've seen him quite a lot, I think. Yeah. Both he's still got football in him, hasn't he? Oh, still yes. Gets, yeah, got for a sure. lot. Even yeah. his delivery from free kicks, yeah. from dead balls, from corners, absolute quality. But that's what you have to do when you're a manager. If you don't think he's going to play, maybe he's doing him a favour by mm. telling him early and not letting him be frustrated on a weekly basis. We'll find out in the coming weeks. Quick break and then we're back. We're going on the lines. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go. Let's go on the lines now. Andy Walker, Stephen McGinn, Paul Cooney and Sean is on the line in Gartamlick. Hi, Sean. Hi there, guys. How you all doing? Yeah, we're okay. I think good, Stephen, Sean. Good, good, Sean. Yeah, Andy as well. How are you feeling? You've had a few days since the big game. We haven't spoken to you for a week or so. What are you feeling? Well, I'm a wee bit gutted, but uh, it's all over. Celtic got to go and win the league. So um, it was probably, if Rangers won, Rangers could have a slight chance. But let's be honest, no Rangers need to concentrate in the Scottish Cup. But uh, my main point is tonight, uh, yeah. Ross Wilson leaving Rangers, I think that is probably the right decision. Uh, Norwich Forrester came in for him yep. and took him away. And I think uh, both parties should probably be happy. Who do you think is going to replace him? Do you know what? I was talking to James there. See, to be honest, this manager, director stuff, or yeah. football, whatever you want to call it, I don't think it works at big clubs. I would actually let the manager deal with who, who he signs, if it, who he wants to bring in. Because somebody that brings it, a director can come in and say, oh, I want to sign him. But see, if the manager's eh, doesn't want him, it's the manager that will get the blame if the players come into Rangers or Celtic they don't do well. There's only one outcome. Who gets the sack? It's do, the manager. Do you not think Rangers are a big club? Yeah, no, Rangers are a big club, Andy. But you said it only happens at big clubs where they need a director. No, 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 no. Sorry, I miss, I misquoted yeah, sure. that. Yeah. I said, um, Andy, He's... sorry, Paul. I said it only happens probably at a small, I mean, a smaller, smaller. club. Sure. I think at big clubs, um, a manager comes in. If say uh, Rangers go out and sign somebody and Michael Bill's no too keen on that, um, at the end of the season, if he doesn't win the league titles or Scot- Scottish Cup, so that he's the one that will get the sack. It's not the, uh, the football director. Exactly. Stephen McGinn, you worked with him. What do you feel about the job he did? And do you agree with Sean that it should be the manager? Yeah, I definitely agree with Sean in terms of the ideal scenario for Rangers with this rebuild is Michael Beal identifies five, six really good players that he wants to bring in. They go and get them and they improve Rangers. The reason for the director of football type clubs is in case that the manager, like Stephen Gerrard going to Aston Villa, like Brendan Rodgers going to Leicester, there's a succession, there's a plan that even if the manager leaves, there's someone in control of the ingoings and outgoings, incomings and outgoings. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, Michael Beal, Michael Beal might might not be the one that goes and gets all these players. That I mean, Ross yeah, Wilson sure. might have built up this yeah. database of players that they identify yeah. for the summer. Michael Beal might not fancy them. If Michael Beal brings them in and they, they don't work it is all Michael Beale but Michael Beale might leave three months into next season and then it's just all Michael Beale's players 
What's the position of somebody like John Park, who's really highly rated, Andy? As you know, he was quite a number of years at Celtic. He was involved in the Virgil van Dijk signing and look at the money I remember, they made. I remember yeah. being at a Scotland uh, Holland under 21 game and John Park was there and Virgil van Dijk was playing for uh, the under 21 side. And I think you'd be amazed at the amount of people that are involved in potential uh, transfer targets, you know, collecting so much data, collecting so many stats. You might uh, trust someone's judgment if you're, you know, if you if you want someone from I don't know from Holland, from Germany, from from wherever. But uh, I think in the end there are so many people that uh, want to recommend players. I've been down south this season, and I've seen John Brown at a lot of games. Yeah. He is scouting for Rangers. He's telling me he goes to to Europe. He does an extraordinary, you know, amount of mileage and he covers so many games. Um, so he's just one who will be gathering information on potential players. He'll need to come back and, you know, you have to bring all that knowledge together and it, it, it can't be the way it was before where you just have a manager deciding on his... I mean, look at the, the way the world is now. People are coming from literally every corner of the globe. So you 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 need to have a... You need to have a big department there to get it right. It's been a big week board-wise for Rangers when you think about it. The chairman stood down, Douglas Park, and it's handed on to John Bennett, the former vice-chair. So there's a continuity there. That's Ross Wilson, who was on the board as well, certainly the football board. Um, Craig Mulholland, is he going to go? We don't know yet, but you know he may well follow the academy well, you, chief. you heard uh, yeah. Michael Beale talk about how highly he rated the yeah. job that Ross yeah. Wilson was doing. And I know that... He was under a lot of pressure and the supporters were wanting him out and maybe he was just standing by him, maybe he was sticking up for yeah, him. But, but he was I very do, good on him. Yeah. I do think he, he did a lot of good things though. Sean, your football academy, so at Ockenhowie, a lot of money's been spent on it. You, there are players that have yep. come through, the Adam Devine, the Leon King, Alex Lowry. Do you think some of these players are going to get the chance now to come through in the next 12 months for the Rangers well, rebuild? Um, I would like to think so, Paul, because sometimes there's too many players where uh, I played for Rangers and I came through, uh, and the first option uh, when a, a club in England came in for them, mm -hmm. uh, it's like uh, not saying it's got to be that all the way, but I know money talks in football, but it's like with uh, Gilmore, like Rangers, I seem to just sold the first option. It's basically all right, on you go see you later. I don't think that's right. I think. I can understand see when serious money comes on the table like a yeah. couple of hundred million that you need obviously Scottish clubs let's be honest we're probably one of the poorest leagues yeah. so compared to England and that but I think we should still try and keep our players and uh, try and develop them if selling the first offer Nathan Patterson makes it the, the whole thing worthwhile doesn't he Nathan Patterson coming in obviously he's not going to play with James Tavernier and, and they get big money for him that, that makes it all worthwhile that's a great point, Nathan. They need more. Nathan Patterson's coming through. Um, Gilly, Billy Gilmore, any chance he would come back on loan? It's not happening for him. I think it financially it's out of Rangers' reach. He'll be on some terrific money, having been at Chelsea, having gone for a lot of money to Brighton. And I can't see Rangers being anywhere close to uh, asking him back to play in Scotland, where he has shone in, in England in a, in a number of games. He just needs to... 
I think his future is still down in England and, and playing for a club elsewhere. And what about the Alex Lowry's etc. Andy, do you think you'll be commentating on him soon in the first team? I love to see anyone come through their club. I think it gives me a big boost just to knowing how difficult it is. I was up at uh, Dingwall a couple of weeks ago and and seen young uh, uh, Adam, what's his name, Adam yeah. Smith, Smith. Uh, coming on. Yep. And I'm thinking that is fantastic yeah. to be to be playing first team football at 16 mm-hmm. it, it's just a remarkable talent that he has I was, I don't know about you Stephen I was nowhere near playing uh, first team football for Motherwell and we were in the we were in the second tier of Scottish football I was nowhere near it at uh, 16 so yeah. for him to be doing it in the top flight of Scottish football it's, fin- it's fantastic Dylan Smith of course Adam Smith was the famous economist but I said Adam Dylan Smith, Smith. So, Dylan uh, at 16 were you nearly ready no, I, I played boys club uh, when I was 16 right. Yeah, I felt miles miles away from a professional youth set up um, took, a, took a big, big jump from 16 to 18 size wise yeah full credit and, and I thought he was excellent on, on yeah. the day so it just, I think it shows yeah. you how difficult it is especially when Rangers are wanting to win things they mm. want to put pressure on Celtic to bring in someone from your own academy absolutely everyone wants to see that but it's so difficult for a manager to uh, to give someone that 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 run of games where you know they're going to make a mistake or two. Sean, this is what your manager said after the game at the weekend yeah. about the coming weeks. And we'll have to keep going again. We know since we came in, we were, we were points behind since I came into the job. That's the, the first defeat in the league and we've performed really well. We cut out the mistakes. I think we're a very, very good football team. I think we showed that today. I think we showed the improvements we're making. We still need to make a jump further, which we will do. We'll certainly add to the team in the summer, but between now and then, we have uh, seven league games to go. We have a semi-final, and if we play how we play today and eradicate the mistakes, it will be a very interesting game. That's what we have to focus on now. Sean, would you play some of these younger players? In the, I know you've got a cup final, cup semi-final. See, see now, because let's be honest, Paul, yep. the league's over. Sure. Rangers are never yep. going to come back for uh, 12 points. Yep. So I would give the young boys a chance uh, and see how it goes. But see, for next season... Rangers need to bring in at least five or six players. They need a cent- two centre-backs, need a new goalkeeper, need another striker. It's, so it's got to be, there's got to be a few a few pounds that will need to get spent. And I don't know who the ones Rangers are going to make money on, unfortunately. Because yeah. Tavernier, I think he's 32, so I don't think you make money on a 32-year-old. If Tavernier was a 26-year-old, yeah. you could be talking at upwards of 15 to 20 million. Two centre-backs as well? Are you saying for yeah. Goldson and Davies? Are they not cutting it for yeah. you? Or I don't I think, I don't think he... that's the area of the pitch that Rangers need to concentrate yeah. on when you've got Suter, when you've got Goldson, you, you get Davies. John Suter's no good enough, uh, Andy. Okay. Sean, Sh- whatever you think of that department, where the, you're yeah. always, as a fan, you're always wanting them improved, but Conor Goldson signed a long-term deal last year yeah. and Ben yeah, Davies was brought in for... I think Steven. and Ben Davis was brought in for 4 million so that isn't going to be an area that I don't think they're going to spend their, their budget on this summer and you mentioned the goalkeeper you know people say sometimes right, you've got a really good goalkeeper is he as good as he was it's debatable he's 41 but Barry for example was saying look sign him as the number one keeper for next season and spend the money in other areas, especially a striker. But so, Alan McGregor, do you think it's? Well, what do you think, Sean? What do you feel? Uh, I think Alan McGregor uh, is definitely will leave the club 
John McLaughlin, I would never have any of real Rangers first team. I just think the goal the goalie is not good enough. Alan McGregor, maybe it's a number two, maybe, but uh, certainly not as a number one. But John McLaughlin, he should be leaving in the summer. Uh, have you thought about applying for the job yourself, uh, Sean? <laughs> well, he knows he's strong. You've got strong it, views on all the players. And Andy, he's the guy that got it right. Yeah. Two or three years ago when he yeah. said early in the season, well, by Christmas time, you said Rangers will win the league by over 20 points, 25 points. Well, so, a bold, yeah, a bold right. statement to uh-huh. make at that point. Yeah. But I know it's easy from the and, sidelines. Unfortunately, but, yeah. Andy, buddy, I never put a bet on it I'd been as rich as you and uh, Barry Ferguson. Your, yeah. your future is clearly in recruitment. Yeah. You start, <laughs> that's where you need to head. Stephen, that, what, what were you going to say? So, the spine of the team, um, I think you probably disagree with the centre-backs, but what, what do you feel? New keeper? Yeah, I thought last summer um, when Alan McGregor came on at Hamden for the standing ovation, I thought it was a fitting way to call time in his Rangers career, Rangers legend, being the best Rangers goalkeeper in my lifetime. Um, and I think the only way I thought that it made sense for him to stay in is if they went out and bought a number one and he was the safety net in case this goalkeeper came in like a bar cast with the pay big money and it just doesn't work. He was a safety net. I think all the Rangers fans knew that John McLaughlin wasn't going to be the number one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's became messy. I think Al McGuire's had a steady, solid season. Um, but I think this summer it's a, a priority position to go and buy a goalkeeper. Sean, do you think you'll be up against Falkirk in the cup final then? What do you reckon? I know we've got a couple of weeks. We'll speak to you before that. But right, after last weekend, what do you feel? Because you predicted probably Celtic would win. I think you did. And your thoughts are on the cup semi final. Right, I fancy yeah. Rangers uh, confidence to beat Falk at the But seeing a cup semi a cup a cup game, if Rangers get to the final, you don't know. Like strange things could happen in football, so you never know. But I I, I would take I would take Falk over him. Is it Inver- is it Inverness or United? Inverness. Inverness yeah. yeah. I, I would take I would take uh, one of the two, but Celtic will be still a hard game. But I think Rained with 25,000 fans because they respect Rangers didn't win right we lost 3-2 but for a club with, uh, I'm not getting into who, who, yeah. who was in the wrong for no fans because I've said this Paul it was uh, yeah. it was stupidity for both sides right but see yep. having half the fans 25,000 25,000 on both sides I think Rangers have got a good chance but I agree uh, with certain people I said on Sky Sports, maybe it'd be Nandy Sir, I don't know. I would bring us back to 8,000 at Parkhead and Ibrox for next season because I even think 500,000 is embarrassment. No, you're right. Let's, yeah. be honest, let's be honest, Paul. This is yeah. the biggest derby in world football. It keeps getting zoomed. See, and it, or somebody that came on one of the radio shows, mm. uh, the, don't know if it was Talksport or yourself, yeah, yeah. and said... Uh, if no fans are in, uh, no away fans are in football, Sky Sports could end up going. You know what? We're we're pulling the plug, and I actually think that could harm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they'll pull the plug on it, but it's not the same spectacle. I completely agree with you, Sean. And I'll, we had a caller on last night who was saying, "Yeah, Rangers were up against it, Celtic," and he he made a point about whatever it was, you know, injuries. Oh, in fact, it was about Conor Goldson. And he said the second big point is that we had no fans there. And I jumped in and said, "We'll speak to you, the club." Complain to your directors yeah. it was your decision That's and then Celtic yeah. followed it up as well so yeah. if you're Celtic Celtic fans if they say the same next month at Ibrox speak to the club yes. reasonably and yep. uh, respectfully that, but that's, that's you, who makes the, the fans decisions. have a voice yep. I know Sean you make loads of good points good to speak to you talk to you soon you all the best guys. Sean and have a good weekend you Thanks. too oh, Thanks, Sean. Sean. 
Thank you. Cheers, Sean. Uh, on the line there, a big Rangers fan, but he got it right, Andy. He did. Uh, well, he's yeah. been bold in his yeah. statement, and to make that one about Rangers winning the league by <laughs> such a comfortable margin, yeah. that he's spot on there. And when he said 500,000 there, I know he meant 500, 700 fans. Yeah. That is yeah. no use. And that was the context that Mark Guidi said that surely that's not the way. It'll not go back to seven or 800,000. That's a safety issue. There's not enough fans there. You're, you're, you're the subject of. I don't understand why it's yeah. more difficult to have seven or eight hundred than uh, mm. seven or eight thousand. Mm-hmm. But listen, it's out seven. with all of our sure. control. I so. know, but not out with the control of the. It's the, the people behind the, the scenes in the yeah. boardrooms at Celtic Rangers. They'll make the decision. You wouldn't. You wouldn't get an SPFL board decision. You no. certainly wouldn't get the SFA involved. Mm. They should get involved. But there's good people in both boardrooms. They should sort it out in this great city of Glasgow. It's mad. I, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, if they, if they can't agree, you'd yeah. like to see one club just take a stance and say, no, do you know what? We're bringing it back. But I think we'll get an indication in the next few weeks when the season ticket um, tickets go out and we see how many uh, season tickets they're selling, whether they're going... They've got any indication of bringing the uh, away crowds back. West Ham went up just before half-time there. Danny Ying scoring there, one up against Ghent. So we're going to talk a wee bit of European football but more importantly, our own Scottish scene this weekend next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Breakfast show tomorrow morning, Crofty and Grado. I tell you, they're on fire. Back from Vegas a few weeks ago. Uh, even Crofty saying he feels better now. He came back with one of those coughs or whatever, but he's feeling good, so we'll be up tomorrow morning. When you're up, are you up early, Andy, out of running going I, from 6am? I like yeah. a, an early rise, yep. Yeah, good. Stephen, you'll be up. How are the wee ones? Yeah, yeah, trouble. Yeah, keep me up. But I, I saw Gredo doing star jumps in Michelle's yeah. Instagram earlier on. So yeah, How was he? I know. I think he was grumpy, so she was making him do some star jumps. How many did he manage? And then that short clip, three or four. Three or four. Croc, Crocs loved the impersonation he did. Oh, was he chuffed? Ah, he's, yeah. he's dined out in that a couple of times. He's getting Crocker on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, men- <laughs> mentioning whatever we were there, two great characters will be with us on Sunday. The business show is back with Workflow Solutions. So Hunter Marvel. and Hockey back 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. It's such good business sense that they talk. And uh, so you c- if you miss it, be on the downloads wherever you get your and if downloads if one of them is missing you can always get Sean to, to take their place yeah I'll tell you he knows his stuff and so does the dog Nacho so but he didn't mention Nacho that's the, that's the dog there in Garthamwood I wonder who after indeed well well, did you play against him no you probably just missed know, him didn't missed you him. and Stephen did he retire Nacho Novo was that just before you no no I played, oh, you played? played, played yeah. against he was in that Rangers team Watersmith team so um, yeah what would you like to come up against yeah a, a nuisance a bit there's a bit of Sakala um, Sakala's got a bit of a novel in him where he get a goal out of nothing um, one minute unexpected one minute he'd maybe miss control and then after the miss control he'd bang a volley from 25 yards into the net so yeah he, was, he, he came up with some big goals for Rangers What's going to happen this weekend then can we look at the Cinch Premiership tomorrow night it kicks off Andy for you up at Dingwall you Flying up tomorrow? No, you drive up. Up the A9 tomorrow? I'll yeah. be up the A9. It's a beautiful drive going up there. And uh, I expect so I expect yeah. this to be a really tight game. I know Aberdeen are the mm-hmm. form side and Ross County are struggling at the foot of the table. But I was so impressed with the way that they played against Celtic. Obviously, the win last week at St Johnston. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a score draw here. 2-2. Hopefully Duke. get a okay. few goals. Yeah. few goals. Um, Duke's Duke the man, isn't, isn't he? Form, Duke yeah. and Mayofsky, yeah. both of them scoring Indeed. quite heavily. 
And Simon Murray was mentioned earlier on after going from yeah. Queen's Park. Yeah, but yeah. that was a great goal from him last weekend. Yeah. They need a goal scorer. Yeah. It's the one thing that any time I speak to Malky Mackay over the course of this season, he's he's been impressed with the way that his team have played and all the effort that the players are giving him, but they just don't score enough. What do you feel, Stephen, what's going to happen? Ross County against the Dons? I've actually gone for a county win. Um, yeah. I just I, I know that Aberdeen's away form's improved under Barry Robson uh, they've improved in general and they're in such a good run but so, uh, County made it really difficult for Celtic at home last week and I think their need is greater than Aberdeen's I know they'll say they're going for third but just before these split fixtures I think it would be a massive statement on the Friday night if, if Ross County can get their three points so 1-0 County Jack's been on asking did you ever play against Barry Robson and he reckoned you did so I don't know if there's a story behind it did you come up against each other in England? Yeah and we obviously um, played against each other a lot at Dundee United and then at Celtic yeah. but yeah You played... sort him out aye? No yeah. usually I mean he'd, they had a great record against us with, with Dundee United he used to score against us at one team all the time he, I mean he was a really that's what earned him he's moved to Celtic mm. he really came into his own at Dundee United but yeah we, we, we beat Middlesbrough 3-1 at Vicarage Road and I think I'd done a no-look no pass near the end which which upset him so we exchanged words going down the tunnel to the point where it became a wee bit of a, a dust-up but Malky Mackay came in and kind of bear-hugged me back into the dressing room so uh, that, so you did sort of but I mean uh, he had that much success against us I remember first day of the season for Celtic uh, for St Marin at Celtic Park um, we, were, we were good on the day but Barry Robson settled it with a penalty so 1-0 so if I see him tomorrow, Stephen, I'm going to remind him of that, that you sorted him out. Sorted him out. Do, do people like not like that? Do other players not? Is it disrespectful? Surely it's a tactic. As long as Jota it finds it. its target. Yeah. I mean, it was a successful pass, wasn't it? Successful. I, I, I didn't that... really mean any disrespect, but he, um, he, he reminded me that I didn't win that much against him in Scotland, <laughs> right. so I had to have my phone. Was it a bit of a Sadio Mane, Leroy... Sunny moment no it wasn't that bad was it no not no, quite and not, Big Malky yeah. made sure he never got to that <laughs> uh, Barry Robson has been saying apart from speaking about you which he wasn't but he might be um, he said he's going to keep on hold on to his best players this summer and that sounds like a manager quite rightly who is looking to next season but Andy Walker I can see you well it's out with his control yeah, isn't it sure. I mean if yeah. you get an offer that you can't refuse and I know that Jim Goodwin uh, probably highlighted the fact that uh, both Duke and Miofsky who've what they've signed from Benfica I think MTK Budapest they've yep. been they've been great value for money and they've repaid it in their, their goals I would be very surprised if both of them are there next season at Pataudry so you're saying a draw Stephen you're saying 1-0 County 1-0 for the County wow so right we'll come to the derby in a moment or two Livy against St Johnson what do you think Stephen two both, teams right. dreadfully out of form yeah um, I, I think both will look to um, stop the rot so I've gone for a 0-0 zero, zero draw oh dear that would be, <laughs> that'd be one that's one to avoid no get out to the game and enjoy it I, Andy what do you well, think well I, I think Livingston might just edge it I mean I know that mm. uh, they're on a, a, a dreadful run at the moment but it, it, if they were to, to win that just gives them uh, that little boost St Johnson away from home haven't been great no. I think Livingston might get back to, to winning ways 1-0 I'm going for Andy, your old club. <laughs> I could I could regurgitate that every three minutes. Your old club. This one, Motherwell against Dundee United. That's a good game, isn't it? Fair part. It is a good game, and um, I'm hoping Motherwell can just keep up that run of form. It just shows you, you know, you talk about uh, a change of manager, and maybe Hearts are looking at what has happened mm -hmm. at Motherwell, what has happened at Aberdeen with a change of manager, and they've 
the upturn in fortunes is what Hearts are looking for what in the last seven games so um, yeah I expect Motherwell just to keep on their winning ways and I expect them to maybe edge out Dundee United 1-0 Jim Goodwin might have other ideas what do you think Stephen? Yeah well I think as Andy said Stuart Kettle Wells done a brilliant job since he went in and last week 3-0 against Livingston watching the highlights it was 3 going on anything um, I mean Kevin Van Veen plays like that the way he plays I mean um, he's, he's had another very profitable goal scoring season but he's not always been like that early in the season when he plays like that honestly he's, he's unplayable so another performance like that from, from Mr Van Veen and a 2-0 victory for Motherwell Right your brother part of Motherwell of course enjoying life there and in the area I live in, in the area not far from it and people are buzzing about the well contrasting it with Aki's who obviously are struggling at the moment so you reckon 2-0 for Motherwell what about uh, well let's go to Hibs against Hearts Andy you might be there what's going to happen intriguing derby well the fact that Hearts have made a change and you've got to look at what they've done in the last couple of games against Hibs they've uh, they've beaten them quite comfortably 3-0 each time so um, I think just the fact that they're on such a poor run of form I think Hibs might I can see this one ending in a score draw. I'm going to go for a 1-1. One, one. And scorers, who's it going to be? Is Lauren Shankland going to be? It's going to be Shankland in this bit. bit. There we are. Even I could have guessed those two. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Um, Stephen, what do you think? Edinburgh Derby. Yeah, I agree with Andy. I don't think either are playing well enough um, to, to win the game. It was 1-1 one, one earlier in the season with a late Martin Boyle goal. Well, um, Hearts get the Stephen Naismith new manager bounce. Not so sure. I think it'll go 1-1. One, one. Aidan McGiddy, you were did you see him last weekend? Yeah, I think yeah, he's him in Sky. I don't think yeah. he's fit. I don't think he's, he's over not. his injury. It's so. been a loss, hasn't it? Because when ah, he was fit, yeah. He can well still do it. And yeah. there was games earlier this season when I can uh, just see him uh, coming up with a bit of skill just to set up some goals for, for Nisbet and uh, for others. And uh, they'll miss him. They'll miss his uh, his skill, his ability just to set up uh, chances for his teammates. Let's go to Ibrox then on Saturday. Rangers against St Mern, three o'clock. Barry's going to be at the big game. Stephen, what do you think is going to happen there, Rangers? I, th- I think it'll be tight. Obviously, the Rangers fans will be going along and, and wanting a bounce back from last week. They'll be wanting to see Rangers come out and, and put on a show. But this St Mern team's very hard to, to play against. They're um, well organised, strong, fit. Um, I think they'll score at Ibrox but I've gone for a 2-1 victory for Rangers Who do you think is going to be scoring for Rangers and my question I suppose is who are they going to play up front they went with Morellas at the start last weekend Well I, th- I think at some point I mean Cholak's still the top goal scorer I think Cholak's got to be given the, the nod I, I'd, I'd like to see Sakala come back into the team so there's my two goal scorers OK <laughs> I, I was at the Rangers Dundee United where it took them a bit of time just to get the breakthrough but it was a good bit of skill from um from Cantwell and Tillman just to get that breakthrough and eventually it was uh, Tillman who got a couple of goals so I agree with Stephen a couple of a couple of goals of a margin of victory for Rangers and that would bring it to nine points for 24 hours or so Andy Kelly against Celtic what do you reckon so 12 o'clock at Rugby Park what's yeah. going to happen uh, probably maybe one or two changes for, for mm. Celtic it's a I always talk about the fact that it's a horrible surface and uh, Kilmarnock's home record has been really impressive and they ran Rangers uh, close at, uh, at Rugby Park uh, a couple of months back but you can only see Celtic winning just given the amount of options that they have if it's not going well after an hour 
you turn to the bench and you get a lift from from whoever's on there. So I can only see Celtic winning by a couple of goals as well. Well, you heard Ange speaking to you and to others after the game at the weekend. He said, hey, it's never easy. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Nothing's easy, mate. Nothing's easy. If anyone thinks what we do is easy, um, they need to just uh, step in my shoes for a day. And, um, you know, all this group of players, all this stuff, nothing's easy. You, you've got to earn everything you, you, you get in this game. Um, it's an unbelievable run this group of players has been on. And every single one of them has, has earned it the hard way and will continue to do that. They've only lost one game, as you know, Stephen, against your old club, St Mirren. What's going to happen on the artificial surface, Rugby Park? Yeah, well, my old teammates, obviously. Yep. Can't, can't get a win away from home so when you're looking at a run in for a relegation battle the last team you want to turn up at Fortress Rugby Park Celtic with the, with the, with the form they're in and the talent they've got available so I expect Celtic to, to, to come go down there and win comfortably again um, I've got down 3-0 for Celtic And do you think Kilmarnock will survive? Yeah I do I do I think Derek McInnes the Derek McInnes factor will keep them up I think the home form has been well, it's been needed. Yeah. The away form's yeah. just not been good enough. I think he's, no he's openly spoke about it. Um, it's no wins at all away from home. And I just think that home record and the way they play at home in the split will be enough to keep them up. And Andy, for well, Kilmarnock, can they stay up? So, yeah, of course they can. Yeah. They've got the ability, but they'll be hoping that Aberdeen do them a turn and beat Ross County on the, the Friday night. The other game with uh, Dundee United is at Fir Park. Um I mean, I think most people would expect Celtic to take all three points. It was, I think it was a big blow to Kilmarnock last week when both Ross County and Dundee United won. So there's only three points now between yeah. Dundee United, who are bottom, and Kilmarnock, who are just outside those bottom two places. So um, any, any one of those three could automatically be relegated. It's going to be... Going to be a fight to the death. It truly is the business end of yeah. the season. And a quick word in the championship tomorrow night. What do you think, Stephen? Queen's Park against Hamilton Ackies. Well, it's a must-win for Queen's Park. Um, I, th- I fully expect them to win with the form they're in. It's not going to be yeah. easy, but they're going to have to dig out a win tomorrow night. They beat them comfortably at Douglas Park what five weeks ago. Andy, what do you reckon tomorrow night? It's also a must-win for Hamilton and they must yeah. feel as though they've got a chance with Queen's in, uh, in poor form. If that was the case, they would go level on points with um, with our Broth, who uh, play Wraith Rovers in, on the Saturday. But uh, Hamilton needs... They've got to regard every game, whether it's home or away, as a potential of getting three points just to try and get them away from that automatic relegation spot. Just about out of time, so we'll go through the other ones with Barry and Mark tomorrow night. Man United against Seville... Who's going to win that one, do you think, in the uh, Europa League, the quarter-final first leg? This time last year it was Rangers. Yeah, what a record Sevilla have got in the, yeah. the competition, so um, I, I, I've got to fancy them over the two legs. Andy? They've got a tremendous record, Sevilla, in this competition, but uh, the way United are playing just now, I know they're missing Rashford, but you fancy them over the, the two legs. They're so strong. I thought you'd be Seville around Sevilla. Sevilla. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. See Thank you, you Paul. next manana. Yeah, next week. And uh, you, Stephen, as well. Good luck this weekend, the game with Airdrie. Thanks, Paul. Thanks so much, Barry. And Mark here tomorrow night at five, coming up next after the news. It's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.